Welcome back to another episode of Teen It Up. That was one of your grocery starts, but we're back You're here on Wednesday evening. Um, that's kind of the mood right now. I'm here with my co-host, Vladdy. He just woke up from a nap. You know, I, I've had a long day. I've had a long week, and it uh, sounds like you have too. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I'm not going to say that. It's just everyone I normally go to the gym with kept bailing out. They haven't gone with me in like three weeks now, and it gets tough to keep that same motivation by yourself because – I'm not fitness god. I'm not sitting there, you know. I'm just trying to get in shape, you know. I'm not not living off the the burn and the fear of. But that's a different tangent for a different podcast named the Drunk at 3 a.m. Listen to Vladdy rant, but no, I'm doing well. Uh, we had the first true weekend of football with Saturday Sunday games. Um, Saturday was amazing. I sat down on my couch around noon. I don't think I got up until 2:30 in the morning. Just game after game of college. Um, what about you? How have you been? I've been all right. Um, I was a little, uh, as the kids say, banged upset from Friday night. So I, too, I took a nap for most of the 1 o'clock games because I knew I just wanted to be prepared for state, the state game, which we'll get into. And then, yeah, I would say I was probably 3.30 to 11.30, just couch, watch football. Uh, then Sunday, I mean, I did homework most of the day. I watched the Lions game. I watched the Sunday night game. But yeah, you know, so let's let's kind of start with. Well, you mentioned the state game. Let's just start there. Maybe we'll cover the local teams and go around to see any quote unquote bigger games that we saw. Um, that was one of the better Michigan State performances I've seen. Um, I don't want to say recently because it is against Akron, but that was one of those things where I've harped about, I've done it on this podcast, I've run to other friends, where I've always said Michigan State never blows teams out. They play close games against terrible opposition because for some reason they fall to that level, to, to that opposition's level. There was none of that. Um, defense kept taking the ball away. It didn't It's not like it's not like they really had to try hard. I mean, Akron was just dropping it on the floor like J.J. McCarthy and the third and fourth quarter of a football game. Um, and I mean, again, it's, 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 it's those tune-up games. It's the beginning of the year. You're, you're playing really nobodies. Um, it was just trying to get to the Washington game this upcoming weekend healthy. We weren't really able to do that. Um, I think I read Jaden Reed's questionable. Um, a couple other players. We obviously know Snow and Henderson are hurt. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it. It was one of those games where it was quickly over, so you could move on and see maybe some of the other games that were going on during that four o'clock slate. Your thoughts? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I is a nothing burger for me. I mean, that's you talk about playing down in competition. I mean, that's fine against Western. I use a fine mid-major school. Uh, Akron's a bottom of the bottom of the barrel MAC school. Uh, I mean, they hardly count as a football team, in my opinion. You did what you should have done. We move on. We move out to the Huskies Saturday night. Yeah. Um, who have us? Who were a three and a half point dog right now? That should eat us up. Uh, we're ranked 14th in the country, and we're 11th under 11th. That's right. We moved up 11th in the country, and you're a three and a half point dog to an unranked Pac-12 school. That I, I know hey, we have some injuries going put, into it. Put, I know I I have my question marks about this team to be honest, but ooh. Vegas know something we don't. Put some respect on Tommy Penix Jr., Mr. Indiana quarterback from the COVID season. Then he was the, is he the quarterback? quarterback. 
Oh, yeah, he was the Indiana quarterback from the COVID season. He was their quarterback again last year, but he ran right. away because he couldn't beat any of the Big Ten teams when they had fans in there. Yeah, he's the Washington quarterback yes. now? He's, he's, I mean, oh, he's okay. playing the best football of his career stat-wise. But again, I mean, Washington's – honestly, I was kind of looking at the their scores and their opponents. They're in an incredibly similar boat to Michigan State. They played – I think they I think they played the Kent State in their first game, and then they played Portland State, which isn't even an FBS school. So – they they and then the, then their scores are also similar. Beat the, beat the max school by twenty twenty five, and then drop a drop drop a hammer on the school that can't compete with you. So I think schedule wise, we've been in a really similar situation to Washington. I'm just really excited to look forward to that game. A little under the lights, and thankfully they were they were they weren't smart enough to make it a ten thirty kickoff. Um, stu- stupid of Wisconsin, but or Wisconsin stupid of Washington to not take advantage of that ability, but. Yeah. Uh, moving on to, we talk about, you know, obviously Michigan State covered last week. Great teams cover, good teams do not. Michigan did not cover against Hawaii. A 52-point spread, which, I mean, say what you want about that. A 52-point spread. Oh, my. Uh, they ended up winning 56-10. to 10. Uh, My big takeaway is I think J.J. McCarthy is the Michigan quarterback. From here. Oh, yeah. They, they ran, they, they've completed their message, their mission of – run Kate over with a bus um yeah. and, and the thing is I to an extent I understand it like it is I want to sit there and call it a business because it's still a semi-amateur sport but JJ McCarthy is the quarterback with a higher ceiling so you have to play that guy because with the level of talent that you have on your team you cannot go for Stetson Bennett because you don't have Georgia's talent level so you cannot sit there and minimize your quarterback play while also giving up talent other positions compared to the other top schools around the country. So to an extent, it's the right, it's the right answer. It's just disappointing because like, again, Cade delivered their best season since I think the civil war. Um, He's their most successful quarterback since Christ was crucified. Um, It's just, it's just really disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) It's just really disappointing, but yeah. The one thing I will say about JJ though is, um, God bless that man's soul. Gave me the greatest win of my lifetime as a Spartan fan last year. And no one's ever actually seen him play against A, a real team, and B, when other real teams can game plan for him. Because, yeah, he played five, ten snaps last year a game. However, no one was game planning for him. They were game planning for what Cade could do. So when JJ comes in, it is it was that change of pace where... Yeah, he was a little effective, but they weren't. They weren't. They they didn't know he was coming, but they didn't care to know he was coming because he wasn't the starter. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he can actually do with that kind of the the rhythm of being the quarterback, but with also the defense's advantage of having tape on. Yeah, I actually think he'll be. I don't know. Hasn't played anyone yet, but obviously we've seen what he can do against bad competition that if he can be somewhat of that player against good teams, then yep. he's a step up from K McNamara. Absolutely. Um, should be fun. You know, they've got a, they've got college football powerhouse UConn coming to town this week, you know, <laughs> another, another big game at the big house firm. twenty this year. That, that should be under investigation. The DOJ should not be rating Trump's places. They should be rating Shem Beckler hall to figure out how they got away with that. It's the worst non-conference schedule in history. Well, to go along with nine home games or eight home games or whatever it is. Oh, dude, if they they would find a way to play nine home games, I I know okay. they would. I think I think they play eight, which is still ridiculous. But yeah. 
Uh, moving on to some big games this weekend, kind of the night, I mean, was my nightcap, relatively undramatic finish. Not was kind of a somewhat of a snooze fest, in my opinion, although it had its moments. Was uh, Kentucky did beat Florida? Uh, thoughts on that one in the swamp? Um, I mean, it was it wasn't necessarily the greatest of game, it was kind of sloppy. Um, I watched it purely out of interest to see Anthony Richardson, and obviously, I love football and it was on, but um, Anthony Richardson had a great performance week one against Utah, and it was uh, he kind of looked like uh, Josh Allen Jr. Uh, running, passing with a little bit better accuracy than Allen did in college. It's just, it was like, how could he follow it up against a good school? Um, he couldn't follow it up at all. He looked terrible. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uncomfortable. I, I he looked uncomfortable like, and young. That's yeah. All. I mean, again, it's, it is growing pains. And I, I don't think he's been a starter for very long. It's just, no. I, I guess I watched him more out of the curiosity of the draft draft prospect of is this a potential like Lions fit not at number one or number two named Younger Shroud for QB of the future, and didn't get the greatest uh, perception out of him. But again, it's one game. Um, could also go by the, the game before that where he looked great. You, you'll just figure it out as the season goes on. Um, the I guess the other big game that I watched was the actual the noon kickoff Alabama Texas that game. Oh yeah. That game was so much fun to watch. I mean, very rarely do you see an Alabama team look like, I don't want to say scared, but it almost felt like there was like a level of nervousness to them. They they couldn't really move the ball until they started throwing. So they run they couldn't really I mean, Quinn Ewers was dotting him up and to be honest, I don't yeah. know why everyone's so surprised that he was that good. Quinn Ewers is statistically speaking the greatest recruit since Vince Young. It's better than Trevor Lawrence, better than Justin Fields, but since he's the best recruit, he's the, the he was he was a thousand on one of the whatever those composite rankings are. So of course the kid can play. It's just I guess maybe after one year of sitting at Ohio State, it's it's that shock factor if you didn't see him last year. Right, uh, Alabama. The one thing I'll say, Alabama looked, you said scared, I'll say uncomfortable. They looked like they don't go to, there's a reason you don't go to big places like that in non-conference that early in the season. Yeah, and I mean, that's true, however, that could be also. you think about it, they play mostly neutral site games, you know, those things are in that. If that, New Orleans or the Atlanta Superdomes. Or you got to go to them if you want to play them in the non-conference. And exactly. I think that might be their like second non-conference game of the Saban era. I think the first one was at Penn State, and they they whopped them in like 2011 when the school was on a death penalty. But um, no, it's again the the receivers. It didn't look like there was any receivers up until Bryce Young started making magic, running around, yeah. evading. To again, Texas looked really good. Um, we'll, we'll see. Texas it's one of the, no, 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 no. We can't say that. Let, let, let them get back first. Let them sit there and win 11 games on their own before we say those words. But uh, it looked good. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, I guess the, the, the real like quote unquote nightcap that I stayed up for was BYU Baylor. Um, uh, that was, I mean, there was nothing really special about that game. It was just one of those where it's college football. I'm going to watch it. You had two ranked teams. Um, I guess the one thing I'll say is I don't know why teams schedule BYU in the non-conference. I think that's it's almost unfair because all those guys are just men because they're twenty-four-year-old freshmen after their mission trips. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Why team, I don't know why you do that. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, they're like they've been consistently in and out of the rankings for the last, I don't know, five or six years at yep. least. Yeah, so. it's just a very solid team. Um, I mean, shame I. I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those where Baylor's got their loss now, so the the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve are already looking around and are kind of like shrugging shoulders and thinking, "Uh oh, we're going to get left out of the playoff again," because they're setting themselves up to go play that gauntlet um, schedule they have and during the conference season and then possibly play the same team two weeks in a row even for the, the title game based on the way they have their game shaped. And that's one of those where you split the series and you're left with the two lost ch- not a champ and you're on the outside looking in. Right. Yeah. Uh, one, one last note. Any other games you want to talk about? I'm going to say before I let you speak, uh, I watched a bit of the USC-Stanford game. Uh, Andrew Lux still looks very dorky. They interviewed him on the sidelines. He, was getting <laughs> he does look crazy. Stanford. He had the, the, the biggest I'm a girl dad hat. And I'm a stay-at-home dad hat on. And sounded like it too. Hey, he's um, earned the right to be a stay-at-home dad, though. He made $100 million yeah. in like yep. seven years. Uh, uh, Caleb Williams and USC might be legit. I don't think like USC is any playoff threat. But I think they are down the road, and Caleb Williams is going to be the number one overall pick next year. Mark it down right now. So the one thing I will say about USC, though, is with Utah already having a loss, does USC set themselves up for some, let's say, 12-1, and where, again, they are still a young team. They don't really have the defensive side of the ball quite figured out yet, whereas they target like a lot of offensive transfers with Williams, with Addison, and whatnot. Do you if the, do you think a twelve and one finish is reasonable? I mean, I mean, you're gonna play Utah. I think you play Oregon. You'll probably play one of those two schools again. I, I think there's an outside chance they could be twelve and one. Looking at a looking at a shot. I mean, yeah, you have to. The loss has to be Utah or Oregon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Notre Dame does not doesn't look like they're that good. So that could be another win that you no. can chalk up. So actually. Why are we while we're talking about college though the upsets? There was oh yeah, no, absolutely. That would have been. I, I honestly, honestly, shame on us for not thinking this earlier. Notre Dame goes down to Marshall. App State goes in to the twelfth man zone, and I don't even know what city text college station, and beats a the best recruiting class in the history of classes apparently in Texas A&M. Yeah, um the only thing I can say to try and like I don't want to say comfort the only thing I can say and try and like rationalize that loss is that recruiting class is still 18 19 years old. Yeah. Um their championship window was never going to be this year and that's one of those things where I wish the 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 guys who actually have votes would have been smart enough to realize that instead of sitting there and starting them as some AP top 5 school from the preseason which was just stupid. Not to mention Texas A&M is consistently nine and three, eight and four. So I don't know. I mean, shame on them for losing to App State. And also the the way Appalachian State plays is just so entertaining to watch. I mean, the right the, the triple option they throw the ball twice a game. It's so much fun. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. Is that they're actually like legit. Like they've been ranked here or there in the last couple of years. Like they're a, they're like oh, yeah. a power five school. They are no, they, they power five school that, that does they not have, play. But. Yeah, they have an identity and they play to that identity. They they collect that two million dollar check and they show up and every four or five years they'll punch someone out. It it's mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, 
there was another upset. Who was the third one? Wisconsin. Oh yeah. No, I'm thinking of Washington some... State. Yeah, that that might be it. Um yeah, I mean <laughs> I guess the only thing I can say is that makes me less nervous for our Wisconsin game in a month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was a very Wisconsin. I think they lost 17-14. It was a very oh, Wisconsin that's, loss. That's yeah, that's, that's Graham Mertz's specialty stat line. Usually he's on the other side of it though because they still do win some games, but no, yeah. I don't think. Um, there's... Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't really. I was gonna say I don't think there's anything else I have for college. Yeah, let's move on to week one in the NFL. Uh, it was. We'll start with the hometown squad. Um, <sighs> Sol, save our lives, same old lions. However you want to interpret it, uh, I'll let you have the floor to start. Um. I mean, you can't really – there's no such thing as, like, sympathy points. There's no feel-good points if, oh, we played the Eagles close because that's a game you could have, maybe should have won. You made stupid coaching you're also mistakes. Down, yeah, you're also down 17 in the fourth quarter. Like, you, it was a classic. The Lions made it a little closer than it actually was. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, absolutely. I'm just, again, I'm just trying to look at, like, some of the – again, I'll focus on the coaching mistakes – Taking that timeout in the second quarter, at the end of the second quarter with like 45 seconds left is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. It's like you're playing a team who I don't think had punted up until that point. You're playing against a team who was just carving you up and down, and you finally, for I think maybe the second time in six drives, you got you got in front of the you got in front of the chains. You stopped them for a negative play, and they were playing second and more than ten. And you're very and again with the clock running down, down only by seven. I kind of looked at it like you're down by seven. You got to stop them here, which shouldn't have been that hard. You just got to tackle some guy inbounds once for six for six yards, and they'll just let it go. And then you got to stop them once on the other side of the quarter, and you're right back into the game because your offense can move the ball. And they stopped him, and Campbell took that timeout. And as, as soon as he did, I, t- I start texting my friends. I'm like, guys, I don't agree with this. It's stupid. Very next play we have, I think it was Will Harris trying to cover A.J. Brown for like a 45-yard bomb. And it's just like, how do you make Jalen Hurts look like a competent quarterback? Yeah. Uh, some notes. I mean, it's getting hard to defend. and It's, just, I don't know. It, it, it's a team. It's a team. I think it's just going to lose by three to everybody, whether it's the Bills or the like <laughs> Texans. Like I, I, I don't think there's any in between. They're just going to lose by lose a close. Like they're competitive enough and feisty enough this year where they're just going to lose close games all year. That's what it looked like to me. Um, I also didn't like the onside kick. The onside kick um, was stupid. Yeah, way too early, way um, too close to the game. Yeah. Um, also, the kick itself wasn't even good. Um. I, no, think I, was, I was looking back. He kicked that thing like 21 yards. It's like, dude, you only got to go 15. No, wasn't you only have to go yeah. 10? He kicked, I mean, I'll he give him that. credit because I know it is harder to get a good one off when you're like being deceitful. Obviously, like when you can, you, you want to set it, you can set it up sideways at the end of the game when everyone knows you're yeah. doing it and just put good spin galore on it. But still, uh, you're right. That's a very, very, very yeah. uh, um, poor, to put it mildly, take. Uh, to kind of continue on the negatives, just because we're the podcast, the cynical, and we can talk about maybe the pauses right at the end. Um, 
The defense looked absolutely atrocious. They can oh, they God. continue to not be able to cover a running quarterback. Has Dan Campbell ever heard of a QB spy? Do we have anyone capable of being a QB spy? I'm not sure because that's that is one thing that you kind of can't really put the cart before the horse. You got to make sure you have the personnel to run certain things. Maybe he doesn't have that personnel, and then good luck, I guess. Uh, throw your hands in the air, pray to God, and enjoy your watching a quarterback run for 120 yards on you. Um, this, I mean, this, the secondary looked meh. I mean, Okuda had a good game by his standards, which are very low, but he, he, he did he did cover Devontae Smith very well. Um, there was no answer for A.J. Brown. Um, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. He, Ghost he, town. Yeah, he was – I think I saw he had – Was three, he out there? Yeah, dude, he, he had three QB pressures, man. That's awesome. Uh, I flirted with three girls at the bar. I had none of their numbers, though. That's an issue. Gonna tackle somebody. Come on, man. That's I don't know. That's that's rather unfortunate. Um it's obviously it's game one. It's against a quarter. And, and again, you do have to give some credit. Again, Jalen Hort Jalen Hortz. Jalen Hurts is probably the third most mobile quarterback in the league behind Murray and Jackson. So it's not like he was sitting there trying to tackle a traffic cone. If, if if he's out there doing the same thing next weekend against Carson Wentz, then we gotta start raising flags. But um yeah, ghost town from him. It doesn't help when your second round pick is on IR to start the season. Uh, was it Josh Pascal or whatever his name is from the kid from Kentucky? Yeah. Uh, um, you had Levi on, on Muzurike. He was on IR. Um, you have zero talent at linebacker, like absolutely none. Um, Anzalone and hard the hard knocks darling Rodrigo. They play really hard. They try, but they're just not very good at football at the end of the day. Um, I mean, that showed you the fact that he was starting, Rodrigo. It's so showed sad. Yeah, he showed you that much. Um, on the offensive side, I think we had like a, I think we might have had like a league high six or seven drops. We were out there competing with Akron for who can drop the most passes in a mm-hmm. game this this past weekend. Um, I think Amon Ra had two of them. Chark might have had Chark had a bad one. I remember. Hawkinson didn't look too great. I th- I feel like the I think I think the only like true bright spot you could see on that team was DeAndre Swift. Shout out to my to my fantasy team. He got me the dub. Um, and now he's already on the injury report in typical DeAndre Swift fashion. Yeah, I mean even Jamal. I think it was not even DeAndre Swift. I think the O line and the run game in general was great. Like Jamal Williams. Uh, nice Jamal Williams. Well. I mean Jamal Williams averaged like less than two yards per carry. He was just lucky enough to score two touchdowns, so it looked good. Uh, I I think Jamal Williams sucks. At least based off that. No, game, I think he's I think. actually a really good backup. I mean, again, that's that might be fair. And again, maybe I'm trying to judge him as a starter, but it looked like. It looked like there was no – and maybe that's just not the kind of back he is. Maybe he is more of a run-through kind of back. But I, I think he just basically, like, took the ball and he said, the play is designed for me to go to the right, so I'm going to go to the right. There is no, like, take that half-step hesitation to see if there's a cutback lane or to bounce it outside the, the – down the strong side. I just I, – I do think that – again, and maybe that's just because he's a little more of a power back. He's not the swift, make you miss in the hole and see you later kind yeah. of back. But – I don't know. I'm also maybe a little bit upset that he keeps stealing uh, my uh, my darling's touchdowns in the red zone. Fair enough. Uh, some quick notes on the NFL before we kind of give our picks for next week, our picks of the day, our picks of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CBS game that we got regionally 
was the Steelers and the Bengals. And oh my God, was that just an absolute mess? That was a barnyard explosion. Joe Burrow sucked. You could tell that I mean, or they didn't play any. Zach Taylor didn't play any of the starters in the preseason. Uh, yeah, I mean it. It ended on right, right when you think like kickers are getting too good. You have a day like we had Sunday where like the kick. I, I think they missed. It was ten missed extra points and field goals inside of forty or something oh, yeah. like that. I mean, there even you had three missed. You, I mean, granted, not not because he's purely distance wise, but you had three missed kicks to win the game in the Steelers Bengals game alone. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's Rob, fun though. Yeah, I think is, I think having bad kickers is fun. Yeah, I mean, it's you had kickers. Uh, you had kicker darling uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, hot rod himself, got waved by the Colts. Yeah. Um, I had, I know, I know Dustin Hopkins missed a kick because I played on fantasy and I watched my points go down and I got really scared towards the end of my game. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of misses. The other thing I did want to note, and you kind of mentioned it, is there a blend or some kind of like combination that teams need to adjust like adapt to of like actually playing their starters in the preseason obviously you don't want to give them extended playing time because an injury for a game that doesn't matter stupid and like that's really sucks and screws over your season but at the same time the offenses looked terrible across the league yeah uh so the ones that come out to mind are the Bengals, joe burrow through four picks and, Stafford, and the and the rams the broncos uh so I listened to Julian Edelman talk about this on a podcast, and he kind of said that there really is something to uh, experience, like actually going through a game day routine yep. once, even if you're just playing one drive, to get out there and feel something. Mm-hmm. Like there is something, there is something mentally in such like a physical game like football to that. Going out there, okay, this is where I'm gonna warm. This is my warm ups. This is. Uh, what time on the clock I want to get water. I don't know, like those kind of pregame rituals then feeding into my routine right up to a snap in an actual game with actual fans does make a difference. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I agree with that. Um, I mean, if uh, another team I want to kind of highlight that struggled was the Buccaneers. I mean, up until that, what a third or fourth quarter, they were just kicking field goals. They couldn't get into the end zone. Yeah. Um, that game was, just, I was asleep by then. Uh, old man life, but that was an absolute snooze fest. Yeah, you're um, right. The first half is literally just watch, watch the run to watch the Cowboys run three stupid plays to Zeke or Pollard. They look like they have no juice without. Uh, I don't know if like, they only lost Amari Cooper, right? Like, yeah, I mean Zeke Zeke wasn't terrible. He didn't. The, the whole offense looked awful. Ceedee Lamb didn't do much. Dak got hurt. Like uh, the Cowboys aren't a playoff team. I mean, I think Michael Gallup's still hurt, and they're kind of trying to, like, slowly bring him back in so he doesn't have a Chris Godwin-type injury. Granted, not the same thing, but he got hurt. Um, I mean, Gallup's still on the mend. Uh, you spent a – was a second-round pick on Jalen Tolber, and he's not even – he was a healthy scratch. That's not really good. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just – I just think it's one of those things where I think the NFL needs to find a – some kind of hybrid where you play your starters in the preseason for at least some kind of like some kind of extended run, whether it be a quarter, even not just one drive, because I mean, you had, you had 
coaching mistakes, player mistakes, personnel mistakes. That was just a really ugly weekend and made for some fun finishes. I mean, you have Houston and uh, Indianapolis tying. You had the Bengals game. You had the Seahawks game, which was wild at all times. But it, I, but I'd rather see a Bills Chiefs playoff game of crazy as opposed to a crazy game full of mistakes. I just at least from my personal perspective. Yeah, I think you definitely got that in um, the Indianapolis Houston game. I'd argue that the the Steelers cheat or Steelers Chiefs Steelers Bengals game ended uh, was a fun ending with the missed kicks and obviously ended up like. Joe Burrow throwing a touchdown as regulation ended. But um, one thing, I one game I'd like to note, because I think it hasn't gone appreciated, and I would like everyone listening at this point to know that you doubted him. I haven't heard any buzz about him. Patrick Mahomes is still the most oh, special yeah. quarterback. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. They lit up the Chiefs. Or the Chiefs, the Cardinals. They – I mean, the, uh, yeah, there's no, part, there's no way that team's winning a Super Bowl. By the way, that that Cardinals team. No, they look, they look, they look like there's something going on. Like I, I know there was the whole contract thing, and they keep extending it. Like they brought, I think they extended Kingsbury, they extended uh, Kyler Murray. It just feels weird. Like you don't go no DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I understand that, but you can't have that be your like excuse because guess what? He's just a receiver. Like, congrats. You gave up what 45 points? What was it? Yeah, 44. You gave up or 44. They gave up a league high. You can't do that and then say, oh well, my receiver wasn't there. That that'll change it. That's like same exact thing I saw that some people were trying to make apologies for uh for the Packers, like, well, well, the Packers have rookie receivers, or oh my God, if Christian Watson doesn't drop that pass on the first play, then what's going to happen? Other, did, did the Packers look like they shouldn't have been on the same field as the Vikings? Who, oh, yeah. so so what if Christian Watson catches that one pass? Then you lose thir- Minnesota could have scored forty. Justin Jefferson was yeah, amazing. Minnesota looked elite. That offense looked great. Yeah, I mean, you get. I guess that's the perks of getting rid of Mike Zimmer, but. One note on that is why is Dalvin Cook number four now? That's horrible. That looks stupid. I don't know. Did I you mean, that? I mean, it's... I did see that he was number four, and I thought, wait a minute, I, thought, I felt like he was something else before. I just like I, I didn't really take an issue to it. Like, why? Why do you think it's stupid? Is you just uh, like running back should be something I hate, else? I hate the single. I hate the single digits. Like Okuda being one, I can't stand that. So you say so would you say it's more of a league wide thing or certain positions that shouldn't be single digits? No, it's when they like changed it, when they changed that whole number thing to where anyone can be mm-hmm. any number. Yeah. That grinds my gears. Cause isn't like there's I'm trying to think of some good defensive players there. Micah Parsons is a single digit number, I believe. Yeah, well Micah um, Parsons is on that right. He might be the second best player defensively in the league. Yeah, but so Okuda good. being number one. Hey, Akuda's number one on the field and number one on our hearts. He's not even the number one corner on our field. He should be. Maybe if he was, then AJ Brown wouldn't have had 200 yards receiving against us. That's true. We saw what happened when he played at wide receiver one in his first game of his career. Devontae Adams made him oh, look like okay, a, come on. A, a play this... a play toy. Okay, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sit here and defend my man here. His very first games against Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't even have a preseason. They just said, here's some Madden. Go play Madden, and that'll teach you how to cover somebody. Come on. 
they were doing training camp over Zoom, and oh, we're gonna use Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams as a measuring stick. That's not fair. What else were you going to do? They didn't have anything else. I'm just saying that it would have been nicer if they could have given him, like, Drew Locke throwing to the body of Jerry Judy. That would have been so much easier for him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other notes on the NFL before we go into our picks for next week? Um, I mean, I guess um, we got a great Thursday night game tomorrow night. Um, Who says? Chiefs Chargers. That'll be a really fun game. Um that is gonna be a fun one. But in terms of actual uh in terms of actual like from what happened this past week, I don't really have much. Um let's, let's do our picks of the week. Um you wanna start? Yeah, uh the Lions are favored in a game for the first time in almost two years, uh people. So I think you should bet the trend of them losing this game. Uh, the commanders are coming off a win. I don't think they're that bad. They have a quarterback upgrade, believe it or not, with Carson Wentz. Um, and the Lions, like I said, are just going to lose every game by three, I'm convinced. So take the commanders plus one and a half. What was it, Ralph? Plus one and a half? Plus one and a half commanders. The one thing I'll say at that point, you might as well make it money line because, yes, in the NFL, you are prone to more close games, but that that seems like a, that screams pick them to me. So you might as well. You're right. Your odds. Okay. You might as well. I'll take... change my pick to the money line. Yeah. You guys, some money. And you know, again, the reason I say that is because I was uh, my pick is going to be Michigan State. Um, and the reason I say that is when Michigan State line opened, it was Wisconsin. I keep saying that it was Washington minus two, and I thought to myself, in college, you're rarely going to see one of those games come up that close. So I said, you know what? At that point, screw the points. Give me the money line so I can boost my odds a little bit. Since then, the line has grown to I think I think we're currently three and a half point underdogs. Um, yeah, I'm still not going to change anything. I'm still going to say, give me Michigan State money line. I think this team is a lot is vastly improved defensively, especially against the pass. And oh, I, yes, yes, like, you heard Akron it. moved the ball. They just couldn't. They couldn't not fumble. Yeah, but Akron runs an RPO. That that's different than having one guy sit back and throw out of the pocket because you got you have to respect his legs. Yeah, who, who says Phoenix Phoenix can't do that? I don't think that's the type of quarterback Phoenix is. Here's here's my point. The point is the defense is vastly improved. You have back to back. I don't know if he's back to back National Player of the Week, but he's certainly back to back Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. Jacoby Widman, Cal Halliday's luscious hair. Um, You've got you've got some you got some players you got some dudes on the defense on the offensive side the Berger Broussard combination has worked out pretty well so far again you're playing you're playing nobody schools but yep. they do kind of offer that good complement of a little bit more elusiveness versus a little bit more power um, which is the I mean the biggest question mark is is Peyton Thorne finally gonna have a good game you know he's had two subpar games to start the year I'm gonna choose to believe that he is gonna have a good game. Uh, I'm gonna take Michigan State money line. That's just, I'm just gonna I say that. That I think that's I I think that's probably the best way to leave it, this off with to say Michigan State money line. Go green Saturday night will be an amazing time. Love it. Uh, I'm looking at games, the other college games for this week, and I was wondering why they are the prime time game on ABC. And I'm looking at this schedule, and there's just a. BYU plays Oregon, like poor BYU. Um, 
Yeah, this is a bad week. Uh, yeah, I'm scrolling down. Miami plays. Miami is 13. Lord knows why, but they play Texas A&M. That's about it. Yeah, no, this, this so, is a very, very bad week. I wonder if they'll give us Herbie yeah. and Fowler on the call. Yeah, I mean, that's what the 7.30 on ABC is, I think. Maybe they'll be a little too stingy since it's technically ESPN and we're not allowed to be on ESPN. I think we still are. They, they might. They, I guess maybe they are salty that we're leaving them later, but for now I think we're still allowed to be there. Unfortunately, I'd rather I'd rather be on Fox for eternity. I just I just need Fox yeah, or NBC to take Herbie out of his contract, bring him to a real corporation, and honestly, at that point, ESPN's entire package is gone because you're going to lose week or so soon. Um, and, to life, yeah, yeah. And at that point, we left with Desmond Howard picking Pittsburgh and Texas A and M in the playoff. <laughs> crack myself up i was thinking about uh, that he, i didn't want to get on to say it though i was like you're gonna I lose watched, it one I way or another I watched a, yeah i watched a bit of the the week one game day whichever one uh that jack harlow cat was on I oh watched that, that, one. Yeah, that was terrible you saw him sitting there rapping in front of the ohio state fans and they just don't care at all <laughs> oh i didn't see that part but that's funny uh but, like, I saw how, like, dude, Torso, like, it's funny because you were, like, five years ago, like, when we when we first started card, like, God, Corso is, is not doing well. He was 82 at the time. He's 87 or whatever now. And, it's like, it's, like, it, it, every single year you're, like, oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he, they got to get him off there. Herb Street's walking him through every show. Or maybe at least get him to a point where he just, like, sends in a video making his pick of the week at home. Let them let them put on a headgear that there don't don't have them talking to people for three hours because he's lost. But oh god. <laughs> on that note, I hope you guys didn't get lost in the show today because we're about to wrap up. So thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, obviously, we'll be back next week to cover another week in football, and you know. You know, someone won the U.S. Open for tennis, too. I guess we could talk about that. Carlos Alcaraz, youngest world Yeah, that 19-year-old, yeah. Um, I mean. Let's not talk about it. It's cool. Uh, the best tennis <laughs> player in the world right now wasn't actually there, which is unfortunate. But yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. It's just – I'm just hoping that, like, something else happens uh, one of these weeks, so we're not just doing like strictly football for the next four months, which will be a fun time. But you know, maybe throw in a little, give me something cool. Maybe give me give me a Kevin Durant news update or give me something like that. But yeah, like Connor said, enjoy your guys' enjoy your guys' day, enjoy your guys' week, and we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>